guess what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another excellent episode of Making Kayfabe with your boys, Bryce and Dylan. I'm Bryce, and this is Dylan. Say hello, Dylan. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Did I mess that up? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Off to a fine start here. A little joke on our end. I'm Dylan, this is Bryce, and we are the Making Kayfabe Boys. We're here to entertain you guys with some stories from wrestling's past, and we're going to rewrite them, change them up, scalpel them, go in with like a surgeon, you know, slice them up, stitch them back together, and make them something completely different. That's what we do here on the show, and we've got a, we've got a great episode lined up for you guys today, let me tell you, because I this is the finale of season two, and it's been pretty successful so far, you guys have had a... You guys have had a lot of storylines to go through in, sto- in season two, let me tell you. You know, we had Test, we had Drew McIntyre, who else did we have? Retribution. Had we Mordecai, had... we had Sean O'Hare, we had AEW Women's Division, Kane, Vince McMahon's Exploding Limo. limo. Exactly. Yeah. We've had Don't some good limo. Never forget the limo. And, and the main event, the ECW Zombie. Don't forget that. The main event, yeah. you know. You <laughs> the main event, halfway through the carriage, yeah. <laughs> can't get... <laughs> Yeah, technically this is a main event, but we all know it's 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 like it's like old WCW. We know what the main event is, but we also know the real main event is the yeah. main. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like Not- zombie zombie was like um, Rock and Hogan, whereas this one's more like Jericho Triple H. Is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny <laughs> we should talk about Rock and Hogan, and it's funny that we should talk about ah, WCW yeah. because that's what my storyline's about this week. That is a hell of a segue. Yeah. What didn't even plan that? We did that naturally. We're just yeah. so good. And we don't want to, you know, toot our own horns, but if we don't do it, somebody, nobody else is going to do it. So Can you believe we give this away for free? Like, just segues like that. That's incredible. Right. I mean, just because we love you guys. We're just giving yeah. you content like this. And all we ask in return is give us five stars on the podcast review website. Yeah. And all that stuff. Share it around. Anyway. The point is, today's episode is going to be about the NWO in the WWE. Who? Who? The NWO. You have you ever heard of the NWO? I've heard of the BWO, the, the ah. Blue Lord Order. Well, if you're a fan of the BWO, you'll be a fan of the inferior uh, copy group. Yeah, it's like a NWO. comedy kind of copy. The BWO is that? Is that what we're talking about? Well, it's got a Hulk Hogan in it, so it's prime for comedy. If you know what I'm talking about. Hmm. To be honest mm. with you, some of the stuff they got away with in WCW was so, it, was, it was really like comedic anyway. Like, do you remember the bit where Sting gave Hulk Hogan a present and it's his own head? No. <laughs> oh, it's it's a it's a it's a you'll you'll find it as a gift, right? It, he Hulk Hogan opens a what? box up and he, he lifts he he's like, what the heck? And he pulls out like you know like a wax work of his head or right. something. But it's an exact replica of Hulk Hogan's head. And he's just holding it in front of his own head. Like, oh my god! And it's fucking weird. You're like, this is what WCW was. I have never seen that. But at the same time, why would you react like, oh my god, to that? Because like, (laughs) it's it's your head in the box. But I'm seeing it with my head. I know my head's attached. Like, you know. (laughs) It's not your real head, dude. What the hell? Is that Russo or is that like just... That was before Russo. Oh my god. That was in 98, I think. Um, so there you go. That's, so that's the kind of thing I have to deal with. Oh my god. Well, we're not even talking about that. I thought that uh, the NWO, or you know, the offshoot of the BWO, if you will, hmm. were 
well known, very popular in WCW. It was the reason that uh, WCW started that whole Monday Night Wars thing. You know, yeah. it was a real catalyst for their their big competition. And when the NWO came to the WWE, not as revolutionary. Yeah. You know, and not even like not as revolutionary, just not as much fun. Nothing really happened. And then they disappeared. They were around for about six months, if even. They started in February 2002. And I know they were finished before SummerSlam 2002. So there you go. Yeah, I I don't remember much at all. I mean, this this is like... um... Kind of, a, I was probably ten at the time. It's two thousand and two, right? So yeah. I was ten at the time, and like I didn't wasn't like fully interested on that point. But I remember the Vince McMahon promo saying he's going to inject a, a lethal poison into WWE, and um, it's a really that, fucking it, stupid thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, like, if, my, if you if you own the company, why would you like? I'm going to kill this company. I'm like, dude, if you kill the company, you won't make any more money off it. Yeah, it's like I'm going to inject some lethal poison to making kayfabe and get like fucking Vince Russo onto the show, and he <laughs> he can rebook things, bro. <laughs> That's the problem. He did rebook things, and it sucked. So now we're rebooking them. Yeah, <laughs> we're better than him anyway. We we were um, dominating him on the, uh, the 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 Apple charts. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't want to brag, but we're we are better at booking than Vince Russo. <laughs> but he knows, like deep down, he knows. He knows, bro. He knows. Yeah. Bro. Um, bro. bro. Listen, bro. 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 Swear bro. to God, bro. I swear to God, bro. I swear to God, bro. <laughs> NWO, yeah. bro. NW, bro. Go for it. NW, bro. Well, do you want me to give you a little bit of a history of the NWO? Yes. Give me a history of the NWO. Since you don't know about them, you only know about the BWO. So I'm going to give you a, a very brief history of the NWO because, like I said, they started in 96. They didn't really... Um, you know, this storyline I'm talking about happens in 2002, so you can see just how long they've been around for. Yeah. So let me give you a little bit of a history lesson with them. You all know that Hall and Nash left the WWF in 1996. They signed with WCW and started an evasion angle where it seemed like they were from the WWF, although contractually they weren't. They had a match at Bash, Bash at the Beach in 1996 where Hogan came out, was the third man on their team, uh, chuck everything up. You know, it helped Hulk Hogan a lot. He really needed that shit. And that was awesome. And then after that, everything got a little bit hit and miss, you know. It was a really good concept, but then they kept adding more and more people. And it really just turned into a thing where Hogan stayed on top all the time instead of, like, what it should have been, which was help build up a new star to beat the NWO. Uh, It fractured into two different groups at some point, NWO Hollywood and NWO Wolfpack. Yeah. Did you know... um... Do you know that's one of the main reasons why I've not gone back and uh, watched WCW that much? Like, because NWO Wolfpack with this certain group, there was not like a Latino NWO as well or something. Yes. There was like, uh, like all these all these silly things, and like it's just too complicated. You've got this big faction, and there's like a hundred guys in it, and like that just doesn't appeal to me at all. Like, I, I watched some WCW, but you know, the, the whole. I did plan to go back and watch it week to week at one point just to kind of see what it was like during that time, but that just doesn't appeal to me at all. That the, the multiple multiple members not knowing who's who and just yeah, it's um, yeah, it got, got a really bit silly. Confusing. And even yeah. more confusing was that there was actually this is a fun fact. There was actually a NWO Japan. Oh. WCW had some kind of uh, dealing over in Japan, so they started a stable group NWO Japan. But like obviously, most of the NWO were in America. Mm. So they had uh, NWO Japan with mostly 
Japanese wrestlers and Scott Norton. And it turns out because Scott Norton was in the NWO in Japan, if you go to Japan and talk about the NWO, they don't fucking care about Hulk Hogan. They care about Scott Norton. I was going to say, because he was big in Japan, wasn't he? He was like yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling or something, right? Yeah, he was oh. like one of the big, big foreign stars. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they don't give a fuck about Hulk Hogan, but they, they love their Scott Norton. Love, love the Scott Norton, yeah. So, there you go. Um, so, we have... Is, is, he, is he part of my kayfabe to boil later? Listen, man, you, you're in for a treat later. Do you want to tell people what I, told, what, I, what I said to you earlier? So Dylan said to me earlier that I am in for a... Oh, what, what, what were the actual words you used? Like, I think I said you were totally fucked. Yeah, to- totally fucked. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, looking, I'm not looking forward to that later, but, oh. you know, we'll, we'll see. It what can't be got- worse than fucking Melina and, you know, Melina with a fucking World War II jet fighter pilot fucking thing, so... I like how you thought there were jet pilots in World War II. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, Melina wasn't there, so like, fucking... Like, um, well, listen, man, you're going to have another 40 minutes to think about it. It's going to be eating away at you. It's like, what's he going to do to me? Well, you're going to find out. But before we get there, let me just finish up with the, the NWO. At some point, they kind of split up in 1999 because it's obviously... But 1999, 1996, you know what I mean? Groups don't last that long. Yeah. Uh, because it's WCW, the NWO returned in December 1999. So, you know, fucking eight months later or whatever, as NWO 2000, of course. And it has Bret Hart in it. And, of course, Bret Hart got injured by Goldberg shortly after this. So it means that by the end of it, NWO 2000 split up in April 2000. So that's about four months (laughs) for that. I know, it's it's WCW at its finest, man. That was Russo. That was 2000. That was Russo, yeah. Um, So WWF purchased WCW 2001. Everybody was excited about seeing Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan on WWF television. But that wouldn't happen because WCW gave those three guys and Goldberg and a couple of other people, Scott Steiner, lucrative contracts that didn't run out until the end of 2001. So those guys said, fuck going to work. If you're going to pay me to do nothing, I'm going to do nothing. That's why they weren't in the invasion angle, because they were getting paid to do nothing. And right enough, they're getting paid a lot of money as well. Like, you know. Yeah. Damn I right. Fucking, yeah. I don't. I don't blame them at all. You know. Yeah. Fair play. And then the fun thing about that is you, you're guaranteed that fucking Vince McMahon is going to offer you a contract after that. Yeah. So you may as well hold out. You know. Or Jeff and Jerry Jarrett. Yeah, if you're staying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in 2002, February 2002, all of that was straightened out. Vince McMahon brought in the original NWO members: Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash to kill the WWF, well, the WWE as it became in 2002, because his business partner was Ric Flair, who owned half of the company, and Vince doesn't like sharing things, especially with Ric Flair, so he thought the best thing to do is to just kill this business I've spent 20 years (laughs) building up. (laughs) I mean, he's doing a a better job of it these days, to be honest. (laughs) Drew McIntyre is the champion. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair fair enough, Drew McIntyre, but the rest. Oh, man, anyway. That's for, that's for a totally different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, in 2002, we got some really cool matches, such as Scott Hall versus Steve Austin and The Rock and Hollywood Hogan at WrestleMania 2002. Shortly after this, Hogan turned face and left the group, so it was really just Hall and Nash. He, they brought in X-Pac. Then soon Big Show joined as well. Uh, then, for some reason, Ric Flair joined the group, <laughs> right? 
think think a minute ago where I said the reason the group was brought in was to get rid of Ric Flair. Oh Ric Flair joins the group, and then he adds Booker T to the group. Booker T <laughs> tries to add Goldust to the group, but that doesn't work. Then Shawn Michaels <laughs> joins the group. In wait, get this, but Shawn Michaels joins the group in June. Then he kicks Booker T out of the group. So after March, Kevin Nash was out with an injury. Surprise, surprise. He returned at the same time Michaels did. You know, like Shawn Michaels and Diesel kind of re 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 reunion, mm -hmm. you know. So now they're both back in the NWO in June. And then in, Jan in July, uh, Kevin Nash had to take some injury time off again as he tore his quad. Making attack. <sighs> yeah. So a week after that, Vince McMahon just disbands the NWO because, just because, and then he introduces Eric Bischoff as the new general manager of Raw. Now think about that, dude. You have Bischoff and the NWO at this, on your hmm. TV at the same time, and your idea is, fuck the NWO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's the story of the NWO in WWF, WWE. And, A waste. Uh, Shouldn't have ever happened. Great. It's not great, is it? No. Like the best thing that happened there, I think we can agree, is The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and that that is a that is a great match. Mm, that, that is the one. That is the one wrestling match my girlfriend actually enjoyed. So there you go. It's so good. It really is. You know, I watched it not so long ago, and it's still good. It's still good. It's not. Do you know yeah. what it is? It's not even like like my, my coach and wrestling was talking about this. Like as um as rookies, we could not go out and do a Rock versus Hogan match because that that match is like ninety percent like crowd reaction and like yeah. just it's so big and so massive that way. It's you look at it; they don't do that many moves, they don't do that that many high spots or anything. It's just you know just the the spectacle of um you know th these two big time stars from the era going head to head so but yeah like just a just an awesome match like guarantee everyone watching this has seen it but go watch it again it's um it's uh, how it should be done yeah. well that's the story apparently is that rock and hogan had like a match all planned out and then they went you know to have their match and just as just as the match was starting you can kind of see the rock like telling hogan you know to to hit him because mm. they're like uh, we have to change this <laughs> rocky was like we got to change this the crowd they're not going to buy what we had planned. And so yeah. they improv that whole fucking match. Yeah, because Hogan was meant to be the hero, right? Yeah. Because he's NWO. They fucking loved him, you know? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Wrestling, eh? Man, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wild game. Yeah, it's a wild game. It is. And I'm going to try to, try to play that game myself by coming up with a storyline for the NWO. Are you ready? I uh, just, just want to get one thing straight. So, yes. first thing, no Stevie Richards. Maybe. Oh. No. All right. <laughs> no. And second thing, is this, is this literally from when the NWO came into WWE in 2002? Yes. So, this is it. Rock versus Hogan hasn't happened yet. Vince McMahon's still wanting to inject a lethal poison into the WWE. And that's going to be where we're starting, right? Well, that's going to be where we start. I'll like, I'll. Okay. I'll get into that. You'll you'll see what happens on both those points. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm... pretty much where we're going to start is with that whole Vince McMahon idea. I mean, the idea of Vince McMahon bringing in the NWO to kill his own company doesn't make any sense. But the no. idea of him bringing in the NWO to get rid of Ric Flair makes so much sense. It's unbelievable they didn't think of that because the NWO mm. spent most of their time in WCW just making a dick out of Ric Flair. 
Yeah. You know, you, like you haven't seen too much WCW, but like that was a prominent thing that happened at WCW. They ruined that man in the mm. latter half of it. They sent him to an insane asylum, some other fucking bullshit with his his son. Like it, it like what, the stuff they did to Ric Flair, unbelievable. So I'm like, what, why isn't that the angle? Vince yeah. McMahon brings these guys in who they already know has history with Ric Flair. That's been on the WCW te- television. People will be familiar with that. Right. Why not work with that, right? Interesting. Okay. So Vince McMahon says, I'm going to bring an NWO to get rid of Ric Flair. And they come out at No Way Out 2002. Of course, No Way Out has the same initials as the New World Order. Very clever. And they come out and they tell everybody why they're there. Vince McMahon hired them to get rid of Ric Flair. But here's the thing, man. The NWO, they do whatever they want. You know, Vince McMahon give them some pretty sweet contracts. That's true. But when have the NWO ever done what anybody else told them to do, right? All Vince yeah. did was hold open the door, let them to walk through. Now they're inside. Now they're in the company. They can do whatever they want to do. If they want to go after Ric Flair, maybe that's what they'll do, or maybe not. It's not like Vince is going to fire them because they're yeah. going to turn up anyway. That's the point. That's the point of the NWO. They're just going to turn up. So Hogan says, we aren't done yet. You know, people thought our heyday was years ago. No, no, no. A lot of young stars in the WWE. A lot of people who we used to compete against in the ratings war, and now that we are in the WWE, we're gonna we're gonna have something to say about that. Where's the fun of beating up Ric Flair? They've done that mm. plenty of times in the past, but beating up The Rock or Steve Austin, now that's a whole other ball game. Something mm. they've been wanting to do for years. Not got them excited. So already, straight off the bat, we've established a lot. We've established that the NWO are heels, despite what the crowd think. You know, one of Vince Vince McMahon's on-screen ideas you know, has backfired on him. So that puts more kind of like frustration on, and, and heat on him for his mm. character, which totally works. And it's a good way to introduce a new steel, uh, heel stable as a bunch of rule breakers who can do whatever they want, but who also want to go after the, the kind of younger talent, which is, again, is kind of putting heat on them from like, not just the audience perspective, but from a kind of, you know, more of a Mark's perspective, if you know what I mean. Yeah, already oh. an interesting concept as well, because you've got, like you say, these uh, WCW guys who... Like you say, haven't wrestled um, Rock, haven't wrestled Kane, haven't wrestled Austin, you know, any of these guys, Kurt Angle. So that's the kind of dream match you're looking for. And to be honest, like ideally what people would have wanted in the invasion angle. So, yeah, that's a good start. Exactly. So from here, you can obviously see it's very easy to pivot into a Hogan-Rock feud. And the same with Austin and, and Scott Hall. We can still do those at WrestleMania because it makes sense. They've already made it clear that they're gunning for those two people. So, you know, why wouldn't they do that? At the moment, Triple H... He won the, the World Rumble in 2002. So at WrestleMania 2002, he is fighting Chris Jericho for the Undisputed Championship. So I kept Austin Hall. I kept Rock Hogan. I had Kevin Nash come out with Scott Hall. And Scott Hall beats Austin after some interference from Kevin Nash. Austin's obviously not happy about this. But uh, the Rock Hogan match goes off pretty much the way it does in real life. Everybody okay. loves Hulk Hogan. The Rock wins. And... Rock and Hogan shake hands after the match. You know, Hogan looks around the arena, looks at all his old, old Hulkamaniacs, and he's like, maybe, maybe I made a mistake. So after WrestleMania, Nash and Hall obviously are pretty pissed off with Hollywood Hogan. They they did what they said they were going to do. They beat up Steve Austin, made him look like an idiot. Hogan didn't beat The Rock. Hogan shook hands with this guy. Hogan's like mugging for the crowd. What's that all about? You know. Uh, Hulk Hogan, he's listened to the crowd. He understands the way things are going. He realizes maybe he's going to have to hang up the boots sometime soon. 
Mm. So maybe this could be his last proper run, and he wants to do it, you know, as a good guy. And the, and the red and yellow, uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash think that this is stupid. So they declare war on Hogan and the WWE, you know. Fuck him. So now they bring in their old buddy X-Pac into the NWO saying they don't even need Hogan. Now we've got the click. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Hogan was never part of their, their crew anyway. But these three guys, this is the real NWO. So now there's three of them against one old man. What's he going to do? Fortunately for Hogan, he's not totally on his own. He's got all the little Hulkamaniacs in his quarter, brother. But also mm. the, the Rock. So <laughs> Also the Rock. <laughs> Hulkamaniacs yeah. and the Rock. The Rock. They're both pretty good. So Rock, you know, he he understands what Hogan went through at WrestleMania and he enjoyed their show of respect and he, you know, he 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 sides with, with Hulk Hogan and he feels pretty confident that he could beat Scott Hall at Backlash to make up for what happened to Austin at WrestleMania. So we have Backlash. Kevin Nash accompanies Scott Hall to the ring at Backlash once again. But this time Hulk Hogan accompanies The Rock. Um, just as a side note, I kind of put in that earlier in that night on Backlash, X-Pac fights Billy Kidman for the Cruiserweight Championship and wins. So already, NWO have got some gold in their group. Right. I mean, it didn't take them too long the first time, so it makes sense that they would. And it kind of proves, like, then they're like, see, we don't even need you, Hulk Hogan. We got this new guy. We got X-Pac in to replace you. He's already the Cruiserweight Champion. Don't need Hulk Hogan. So during the Rock Hall match, Kevin Nash starts to get pretty involved trying to cheat to help his boy win. Hulk Hogan, he, you know, he's looking after his boy, The Rock. So he starts trying to get his hands on Nash. He starts, uh, he picks up a chair, starts swinging it around. But uh, in a little bit of uh, miscommunication, he swings the chair at, at Kevin Nash. But he accidentally hits The Rock, who was brawling with Scott Hall on the outside. Scott Hall takes advantage, rolls him back into the ring, hits the razor's edge, one, two, three. That's it. Scott Hall has beat The Rock. And Scott so Hall has beat... beat. Austin as well, right? Exactly. So he's bragging about oh. beating two former, not only two former heavyweight champions from the WWE, but two of the biggest stars in the ratings war between WWF and WCW. Yeah. Scott Hall's beating them both in quick succession. And obviously for a guy like Scott Hall, that's like, you know, his promos are fucking through the roof. They're amazing. Because yes. he's like, look at me, you know? Yeah. The Rock says, the Rock says that's just a fluke. No, that's not, that's not the end of that. We can't let that go that's not fair and there's a little side note for for everybody as wrestling fans but i'm like super it's such a shame that scott hall got like so fucked up at that point because yeah. after backlash they did a, a uk pay-per-view called insurrection and as we all know on the the flight back from the uk to the u.s oh, yeah. things got a little bit uh oh, yeah yeah <laughs> and scott hall lost his job and a couple other people were, were fired as well yeah and like it's such a missed opportunity because right there you got scott hall and the rock like the promos those guys could do against each other would have been fucking money scott hall would have been incredible in wwe it obviously was in wdb like early 90s but like as scott hall former nwo or actual nwo kind of guy like he could have been proper main eventer um, easily right. if, if, he, if he kept his shit together basically um, but so... unfortunately he didn't I'm so bummed that it never happened, you know, because yeah. that would have been fucking sweet. But, uh, well, that's why I put it in my storyline, because it would be sweet. Too sweet. Ah? ah. Oh, God, we're good. You provide the story, I provide the jokes, buddy. He's a, you're, you're the entertainment. <laughs> you're the entertainment. 
So uh, Hulk Hogan feels pretty bad about what happened with the rocket backlash. And uh, the rock says, just, you know, don't worry about it. But a little bit of separation, the rock can take on Scott Hall by himself. Okay. Hulk Hogan's like, all right, I'll, I'll step back for a second. So at this, at the point, at this point right now, Triple H is the current undisputed champion. He beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. So now that Hulk Hogan's not really, you know, he had a bit of a problem with The Rock. So he goes up to Triple H. He comes to see him man-to-man. And he says, listen, he knows that Triple H was watching their match at WrestleMania against The Rock. He knows how, he, he knows that Triple H heard that fucking audience. He knows the reaction Hogan got. He also knows that uh, Hogan's probably on his way out. You know, his days were numbered. Might not even get to the end of the year. Mm. But Triple H, he's the champion. He's a man of the business, smart dude. Wants to grant an old man one last wish. One last heavyweight championship title shot, right? Because like I said, Hogan's on his way out. He, he just wants one little shot of glory that he used to have back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and he'll even kind of sweeten the deal by talking about how much it'll benefit Triple H's career. You know, look what it did for The Rock. People are going to talk about that match mm. with The Rock. For a long time, wouldn't Triple H want a little slice of that pie? This sounds like actual Hulk Hogan, though. Like This is how he would, he would warm his way into another World Heavyweight Championship match. <laughs> right, but also doesn't it sound like the way to get to pay attention to Triple H? Like, think about what it would do for you. People mm. want to talk about you. The only problem with this is that uh, the NWO don't really like Hulk Hogan. So Hogan needs Triple H's help to beat the NWO. But he also wants a championship shot. So what do you think about that? Uh, Triple H is pretty conflicted about this because he likes the NWO. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, X-Pac, they're his boys. Yeah. The second part of the the request about the title shot, he doesn't mind that. Like, he's Triple H. He could beat up an old man, right? <laughs> and he would love to get that kind of reception. Like, imagine the heat Triple H would get when he beats Hulk Hogan. You know what yeah. I mean? That would be, you know, is he... He can see the dollar signs in his eyes. Mm. So Triple H is like, okay, yeah, I'll help you get rid of the NWO. But of course, Triple H, as we've established, always has something up his sleeve. So we know he's good friends with Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, X-Pac. So he, secretly, without Hulk Hogan knowing about it, goes to meet with the NWO. His best friends, his buddies. And he's, he's like, you guys, will, you'll understand, you know what I mean? Let's, let's work out a little deal. Make it seem... Like, you guys are kind of disappearing so that me and Hogan can do this thing. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. And then mm. after, the, after the match, once it's all said and done, we'll get back together. We'll really take over this company. You know, Triple H is like, I'm going to beat Hulk Hogan down at Judgment Day. So he's not even going to be a fucking factor after this. And mm. then after that, we can all hang out and party. You know what I mean? So Triple H is talking to the NWO. Hall, Nash, and X-Pac, they all tell Triple H that they get it. They'll look after their boy. You know what I mean? Triple H is like, cool, sweet. So he goes back to Hogan and tells him, everything's good, man. We're, we're on. Hogan versus Triple H, Judgment Day. Hogan can have his one last title shot. And uh, Triple H feels pretty good about granting an old man his final wrestling-related wish. Nice guy, that Triple H. Nice guy. That's what's always said about him. Like, love, lovely, lovely chap. Sweet dude, you know. Yeah. Um, always doing stuff for the benefit of other people. Always. Always. Selfless. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. See? We're on the same page, man. So Triple H decides to build the match as an end of the era kind of thing, you know, making it pretty clear that he's going to put Hulk Hogan down for good at Judgment Day, that there's going to be no more title matches for Hogan and ever, probably after what Triple H does to him. 
But he also kind of like winks at the NWO and was like, you know, keep things on the down low. Mm. So you got to make it look like you've been taken out or make it look like Triple H has kind of done something to your group. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. So they're like, don't worry, man. We know what to do. Just as another little side note to kind of keep a lot of the, the mystique going, we also have X-Pac kind of starting up a Cruiserweight Championship storyline with the Jerry and Shane Helms. This bit, honest to God, me booking the Cruiserweight stuff has no bearing on the rest of the storyline. I just thought it was, it just kind of adds to it, you know? Yeah. No, Plus, I, I like that X-Pac has a title. That makes sense. Yeah. Hulk Hogan's not going to win the Cruiserweight Championship, is he? Maybe, if he slims down a little bit. Maybe a little bit, but 100 pounds. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, that should be enough, right? Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, X Pac is going to have a match with the Jerry and Shane Helms, triple threat match, three really good cruiserweights. Great match that would be in my rebooking. So he's obviously <laughs> booked in a match, and he, he promises to everybody he's not going to be involved in any other match, which seems to placate some people. But uh, Hall and Nash, they kind of want to continue their business with Steve Austin and The Rock. So that leads to a tag team match at Judgment Day. Uh, so they're like, we're also really busy. We're not hanging out with Hulk Hogan. But at some point on an episode of Raw, Kevin Nash is found backstage. He's clutching his leg. He's like, oh, somebody attacked me. Oh, I got to go to the hospital. You know, might not be ready for my match at Judgment Day. So Hulk Hogan's like, okay, cool. The NWO or, you know, Triple H is like rubbing his hands with glee because everything's working out the way he wants it to. <laughs> Hulk Hogan thinks, oh, wow, we're, I'm going to have a straight up match against Triple H. It's going to be great. Scott Hall needs to find a new tag team partner for his match against The Rock and Steve Austin. So he's looking for a replacement. Now he's busy. And Triple H says, there you go. Looks like everybody's occupied. We're, we're all good to go for, for our, our heavyweight championship match. Before Judgment Day on Sunday Night Heat. Working in Sunday Night Heat. Can you believe this? It's a great Amazing. Are Mortley Crew there? Uh, <laughs> no, because their bouncer didn't turn up. Oh, for fuck's sake. Their fucking roadie was like, where the hell is Test? That's a good name for a wrestler, Test. You think? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so on Sunday Night Heat, Triple H meets up with Scott Hall and X-Pac, gives them the old two sweet, and wishes them luck in their matches later. And they both wish Triple H luck in his match later. So X-Pac goes on to beat the jury, Anchi and Helms, retains the Cruiserweight Championship. Scott Hall, ready for his big match against The Rock and Steve Austin, he brings out the big show, which, uh, as you know, he was in the WWE version of the NWO, but he was also in the WCW version of the NWO yes. whenever he was the giant. So it makes sense that the Big Show would be in the group. And it's it was pretty easy to convince the Big Show to join because, you know, look, look at what he was in, in WCW. He was a former heavyweight champion, former tag team champion. He was working with some of the biggest stars, constantly had TV time. Didn't look like a fucking idiot all the time. Mm. And then, you know, once he joined the WWF, WWE, he was already forgotten about by 2002, you know? Mm. So Hall's like, time to get your revenge on these nerds. And Big Show says, you got it, boss. So he joins up with Scott Hall. He's in the NWO. And together, they're able to beat both Austin and The Rock. It's, it's, it shows you just how, you know, determined Big Show is now. You know, totally different Big Show from it was before that. Because he was kind of goofy or all over the place. He wasn't serious. No, he's that, focused, you know. That's huh? a clean finish. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, just to put over the, the NWO. So both yeah. men are like, um, like, they can't believe it. They're, unbel you know, they're like, what the fuck? Austin and The Rock are like, how did the big show and Scott Hall do this? I mean, I'm sure Scott Hall probably cheated somehow, but there was no interference. Let's mm. put it that way, okay? Scott Hall is pretty fucking pleased with himself. 
that he's beaten The Rock and Austin again. <laughs> so Hall, Scott Hall is on a fucking tear, right? Scott Hall is looking pretty fucking good. Uh, so we got our main event, Hulk Hogan versus Triple H for the Undisputed Championship. Triple H is not sweating anything. You know, he's Triple H. He's, uh, you know, manhandling Hogan through most of the match, kind of taking him lightly. But then near the end of the match, Hulk starts hulking up. He's getting the crowd behind him, as he so often does. Triple H is a little bit like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? Because he's never fought Hulk Hogan when he hulks up. You know what I mean? He's like, how do I stop mm. this? Uh, he start, He tries to fight back, but Hogan is, like, really going for it, really starting to get things in his corner. So now that Hogan is starting his comeback, who should come out but Kevin Nash? Uh-oh. Triple H looks relieved. Hogan looks confused. Like, didn't you hurt your leg? Hogan shouts up at Nash, and Nash shouts back, and he's like, hey, don't worry about it. I know exactly who attacked me, if you know what I'm talking about. And he's trying to, like, get into the ring with a chair. So during the commotion with uh, Kevin Nash, the referee is trying to keep Nash away from getting into the ring. And during this whole uh, business, wouldn't you know it, Triple H whips Hulk Hogan into the referee. Ref bump. Referee accidentally falls out of the ring. Wouldn't you know it? Boy, what, what are the chances? Huh? What are the chances? That's incredible. Oh, it's got to be like a thousand to one. What a convenient ref bump. Oh, can you believe it? Oh, uh, wow. Dude, it's pro wrestling fake. No. No. I mean, no. We, uh, we, we write scripts about it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ignore that I said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't that's, that's going nowhere good still, it's still real to us damn it although clearly it's not because we're writing all this stuff but anyway the referee accidentally falls out of the ring at the absolute worst moment so of course Kevin Nash is not free to enter the ring he's got his chair and he's standing right beside Triple H they're both looking at Hulk Hogan Triple H is like you're fucked now old man Kevin Nash raises the chair bam hits Triple H right between the eyes oh. Hogan runs hits the ropes drops a big old leg drop Kevin Nash gets out of the ring as quickly as he can, which evidently not so quickly. He throws the referee back inside. The referee is Diaz, but he still manages to count the one, two, three. Hulk Hogan is now the undisputed champion because he beat Triple H. With help from Kevin Nash. A little bit. So at first, Nash and Hogan are staring at each other like, what the, what the hell? What's going on? And then they both smile and hug. Kevin Nash... Gets a can of spray paint, throws it to Hogan, and they spray paint <gasps> NWO rules on uh, Triple H's back. No! So Judgment Day goes off the air with Nash and Hogan both looking into the camera and saying, NWO for life. Oh my god. So the next okay. night on Raw, okay. next night on Raw, Hulk Hogan and the rest of the NWO, you know, they're explaining themselves from a pre-tip kind of, you know, from a remote location, because they're not turning up to Raw. They know better than that. Triple H is pretty pissed, and they're staying away from him. They're smarter than that. They've been watching Triple H rise through the ranks, and then they know exactly how he works, as evident by them subtly manipulating him through this whole angle. You know, they knew Triple H was going to try and double-cross everybody, because that's what he does. He always tries to double-cross people. For example, Nash points out that Triple H went behind Hulk Hogan's back to try and get the NWO on his side whenever it suited him, right? But he used to say Triple H wouldn't just screw them over later when it suited him as well. Blood is thicker than water, and whatever way you slice it, Triple H was the last guy to the party. Nash, Hall, and X-Pac, they're family. They're the clique. Triple H was just their driver. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> So Hulk Hogan gloats about how the fact that he tricked everybody, he doesn't really care about the fans, 
again, he used the fans to get him exactly where he wanted to be, which isn't a championship opportunity, which he might not have got if he mm. was Hollywood Hogan. But they, like a bunch of gullible idiots, let the door open. He went straight in, straight to the top, because they all love him. Well, he doesn't love them. All he loves is being on top, being world champion, and hanging out with his boys. Big Show, X-Pac, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, the boys, the NWO. Because when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. And yes. Triple H, you just don't understand that. So there you go. You've got that's the, all that happened in about three to four months, right? And already... They're on top of the brand. They're the, the biggest heel group in the company. They've got two championships in their possession. They've beaten The Rock, Steve Austin, and Triple H and a bunch of times. That's not bad for four months' work, right? Yeah. So this is the point where I decided to draw a line for this storyline because I just kept writing this. I'm like, I could go on for a lot longer. Yeah. But you had to, I had to find a little point to stop it at, and I thought this is the perfect place to stop where, where the NWO were like right on top. You know what I mean? And it means that much like the retribution kind of angle, if people want to hear me do the rest of this, like a part two, I would, I'd be very happy to do it because I have some ideas as to how to finish the, the rest of the year, you know, because this 2002 was also the year that Shawn Michaels came back. Yeah. So, you know, we can obviously work him into this angle. Mm-hmm. There's so many places you can go, so many things you can do. And I would be very happy to finish off the rest of that story at some point. Uh, but that's it. That's that's the story so far. Dude, that, 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 swerve. That, that swerve got me. But I, really? I generally wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I, I don't know why I didn't see it coming. But like that's uh, turning Hogan heel again is just uh, that's exceptional. I, I really I really liked that story, dude. Like I liked him, especially I liked uh, Scott Hall's kind of like progression as well, because like Scott Hall has this claim that he's beaten himself. He has beaten The Rock and Austin, and then Rock and Austin has a tag team as well. So like he's got a great um a great kind of platform to go off. You've got Hogan as a champion, so that's NWO essentially essentially done what Vince McMahon wanted them to do and like inject that lethal poison into WWE because now they are ruling the WWE. You know they they are doing whatever the hell they want and like it even opens up space for you know in a part two maybe Vince McMahon thinking oh shit like what have I done? You know now I've got these guys the champion running running roughshod around the the WWE and maybe that's like a that's a call for maybe a invasion too, you know, because mm-hmm. then he, Vince McMahon's going to get his guys like Taker, Kane, Rock, Austin, fucking Jericho to, to, to fight the NWO and like do the invasion that should have happened. But but right. honest, honestly, man, like that that was um, that was great. You know, I didn't didn't see it. I, ha- I had some stuff written up, up until the swerve, which I'm just going to score out because like I just it was totally <laughs> changed everything I fucking thought was going to happen. Like, <laughs> So fuck that, but no man, that, that was really really good. And uh, Thank you. yeah, and I, I like how you got um, Triple H basically got uh, swallowed. Um, what was the phrase I'm looking for? He swallowed uh, a tough humble pill. Pie. Humble pie, yes, uh, yeah, he swallowed humble pie and uh, kind of got his. Um, I'm just not. I'm just not here he's with the metaphors today. I'm just not here with the metaphors today. But you know, he's he, he, yeah. He got his just desserts. He ate his humble pie. He's got cake in his face. All all the food puns <laughs> and like yeah. <laughs> wow. But, but no man. And you see, to be honest, like one thing I was thinking during that as well, like of what didn't happen in your story, Outsiders versus Rock and Austin would be fucking incredible. And um, that right. that would be a great. Well, then, 
much. Like, you could set that up. Like, there's plenty of, like, kind of mileage for that. There's so many places you could go. Like, your idea about them having, like, a second invasion or something like that, mm. you know, those are all on the table now. Those yeah. are all viable. And, like, you don't have to have the NWO on top forever. But you think yeah. about it, right? If the NWO took over the WWE for, like, most of 2002 yeah. and split up, they've accomplished something great because they've kept a lot of um, wrestling fans interested and involved in the, the WWE. It's got a lot of mileage out of the NWO so they can retire on a, on a decent note. Yeah. And like guys like The Rock and Austin and Triple H, they're going to be around for a while. So like, you know, they could lose one year and because they're going to have plenty of years after that to fucking bounce back. And yeah, you know. also no, storyline, Austin doesn't quit because he wouldn't lose to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But maybe Brock Lesnar joins the NWO. But hey, exactly. Like Brock Lesnar is starting to be a big deal right now. He he yeah. wins the championship at SummerSlam. So I can, I've still. I can factor him into this. You know what I mean? There's so many different ways you could do this. But and no, man. Like focusing on the story itself, man. That that is um that that, that is what the NWO should have been in WWE. Um, you know, it's it's a damn sight more than what they did get in WWE. And um, like I want to hear a part two, definitely. I mean, we've already had some. Already had quite a few tweets about you know retribution part two, but I mean, mm. uh, you know, if if uh, NWO part two is uh, on the table, then you know I'm I'm um, I'm ready to dig in. So. Yeah, get get um get tweeting guys if you want to hear what happens after this. We're just throwing out some ideas there, just by just by um you know throwing shit at the wall there. But there's so many cool things that could happen from that. So right, like, yeah, like why not? That would be a that would be awesome. Totally, man. I mean, if people would want to hear me go back to revisit some of these in like season three or something, totally let us know. I would happily do that. This one especially, man. I got oh, I was so like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens at SummerSlam. You know, yeah, got really into it. And it's so simple as well. Like, you know, I didn't go crazy. Nobody ran over anybody. Nothing stupid happened. There was no monster trucks. It was just simple, like, shit that could easily have been done. But also, again, I didn't factor Kevin Nash into it too much because we already know in real life he got injured a lot. So I'm like, we'll just kind of have him there as a presence but not totally involved. That's why yeah. Scott Hall is kind of doing a lot of the heavy lifting because that guy could still go. Yep. Simple, dude. Simple. Like that. That's it. It's like we don't... Yeah, we try we try to keep it, you know, to to real as, as much to real life as possible in making kayfabe and like we don't want to just do like some crazy shit and just say oh this happened and it was it's, um you know fucking this guy came in from TNA and this guy came in from <laughs> yeah. WCW and then all this happened like that that is fancy booking but it's like you know we try to keep it to real life and try to, and this could have easily happened it's not kind of um stretching the truth too far at all so you know that is um that's what we do here that is a great way to book the nwo and you know i'm fairly sure everyone's going to agree with that that is a good storyline thank you would you like to try to improvise an even better storyline no (laughs) well i i got some bad news for you buddy because the next part of the show is the kayfabe tombola well tell you what before before we go into Kayfabe Tambola... Have you got an announcement? I've got an announcement to make. Do you want to hear the announcement? I would love to hear whatever surprising announcement you have to, to tell everybody that I totally don't know about. You do, you know nothing about this, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about it. You're really selling it. but <laughs> So, guys, um, the announcement is that the official Making Kayfabe t-shirts... Uh, yeah, that's t-shirts... ...are now live at makingkayfabe.redbubble.com. So, friend of the podcast, Tyler, from Blank Page Digital, he made us two 
epic, seriously epic designs. Uh, one is the um, the official season two sh- t-shirt, uh, which is a kind of hand-drawn depiction of some some of our season two rebookings, and it's just like it's unbelievably badass. There's a second one as well, which is um, a play in the the time-honored tradition of thumb wrestling, and uh, also as a, as a bonus for everyone who fucking asked for it on Twitter. Some of you, some of you who follow us on Twitter might remember the my awful drawing of uh, Rico and Nyla Rose from AEW uh, in the kind of mock-up that I sent to Tyler. You know, here's what I want the shirt to look like. Well, that's available for sale too. You can get that in a t-shirt as well. It's all at makingkayfabe.redbubble.com. Tyler, like, love you, buddy. Uh, thanks, thanks for designing these shirts for us. They're fucking awesome. And for for the fans who are listening to this podcast on release, we've got a we've got a sweet sweet deal for you. Until the end of 2020, we're going to be keeping the price basically as low as Redbubble will allow us. So that that kind of differs from country to country. But if you want the t-shirts for as cheap as you're ever going to get them, and you're still running off the 2020 calendars, you're listening to this, uh, now's the time to go by. It's makingkfib.redbubble.com. That is makingkfib.redbubble.com. Get yourself some cool ass t-shirts and uh, and support. I support, help support the podcast at the same time. So, yeah, dude, they look they do look really sick. Your bo- your boy Tyler, real hell of an artist. But don't discount yourself because that <laughs> might be my favorite shirt, the Rio one. <laughs> I I think a lot of people. I mean, it would be kind of sad if that ended up being the the best seller because Tyler put <laughs> so much time and effort into two other designs and then you fucking squeak and I, and I clearly <laughs> didn't yeah like. <laughs> but hey guys the only, the only way to find that out is by checking it out and you know if you want a shirt check it out before the end of 2020 that's it and uh, yeah right now now I'm ready for some kayfabe tombola I'm, I'm hyped up now I don't, I don't care what you got me I'm gonna make something of this yeah listen man I want you to remember this moment of enthusiasm. Because <laughs> okay. I feel like in a, in a few minutes, that enthusiasm is going to drain from your very body. I have no doubt. I have, I have no doubt that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, let, let's go for it. Hit, hit me with what you got. So what, what is what is Fabe Tombola? Well, I'm glad you asked, Bryce. Let me explain it to you. I mean, imagine, imagine I'm I'm listening to this podcast for the first time. I have no idea what Kayfabe Tombola is. Describe it to me. Well, I was gonna say I'm like you've been on like 17 episodes of this fucking show. You don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the was... fuck your Kayfabe Tombola is. Like fucking <laughs> Melina and fucking like the Mountie. Like, but yeah. Go what ahead. is wrong with either of those people? It is. I'm not even gonna start. I'm not yeah. even gonna start. Okay. So uh, listen, let me explain what the kayfabe tombola is i have a list of four wrestlers four scenarios uh, one to four a to b bryce is going to pick a letter and a number and he's going to have one minute to make a storyline with that selected wrestler and that selected storyline and try to come up with something unique and pretty cool it's very hard to do in one minute but it can be done and bryce you've done it before with the mighty and with with melina sort of the mighty one, I still, I still love it. That, that is like, I, I will say that is my shining moment. The, the maple syrup mayhem match is by, by far my favorite I've done. Well, this might change everything. <laughs> so you're gonna have, you know, the number is one to four, and then the letters A to D. Yeah. And you can, you can feel free to pick them. You can feel free to try and 
you know, stretch this bit out for as long as you want so you don't <laughs> have to pick anything. Floor is yours, my friend. Oh, boy. Um, I keep forgetting what I've actually picked in the past. I don't know, but give me... Um, give me... 4C. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> you know what? It's not even as bad as it could have been, and I'll explain why. What was okay. it? 4, 4C? 4C. C for Charlie. You got a boss. Well, let me tell you about some of the wrestlers you could have had. Who could have had? You could have had Big Swole. Big Swole. Okay. Mm-hmm. You could have had old friend of the show Reno. Reno. <laughs> you keep you keep avoiding Reno, and I'm really annoyed about Good. this. Good. Take <laughs> them for Reno. Sake. You know exactly who Reno is. Don't give me that sass. Apes fucking uh, Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> right. You could totally do stuff with him. He's your favorite wrestler. You told me that. You could have had Simon Dean. Do you, do you remember ah, Simon Dean? Simon System, right? Is that, is that what it was? Yes. He had his like, little workout program or something. Yeah, Nova, the BWO, right? He was Nova as well. And of course, you know the BWO. So I, I know everything about Nova from the BWO, apparently. So, exactly. yeah. <laughs> uh, you didn't get either of those guys. Well, I'll tell oh, you. Oh, boy. i tell you who you did get. Oh, boy. Oh, I hope you're, hope you're ready for this. If you thought Melina was bad, if you thought the <laughs> monkey. If you thought the Mighty was bad, I guarantee you just picked somebody worse than the Mighty. Are you ready for this, Bryce? No. <laughs> okay. You have picked Nathan Jones. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> the Colossus from Boggle Road. I was so inspired. I was like, Nathan Jones, why haven't we done him already? Perfect. Nathan fucking... Fucking Nathan. useless, useless fucking bastard booked at WrestleMania for a match. Too shit to wrestle, Nathan Jones. Nathan fucking bastard Jones. You got him. He, now, here's Ooh. what you could have had. These are the scenarios you could have had. And, and just listen to the ones that you, you didn't get. All right. You could have <laughs> had that he thinks he's a dolphin. Right. <laughs> which I was really hoping you'd pick. I mean, dolphins can't wrestle either, so. <laughs> well, exactly. It's, it's easy. It's perfect. Uh, you could have had... I think what I would have really enjoyed, which was uh, being inhabited by the ghost of Mae Young. Right. Because, good God, that would be a fucking... I don't know what the fuck that would be. <laughs> I would get that one. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, and you could have had, he gets a new gimmick where he's a poet. Oh. Which is it? Is that kind of like Heidenreich? Is yeah. it Heidenreich or was it Schnitzky? Oh, it's Heidenreich, I think, done the poetry, yeah. Yeah, they both sucked anyway. Oh, that could have been great. My name's Nathan Jones. I'm going to break all your bones. Oh, that works. And then I'm going to call you on my phones, and then we're going to, uh, you're going to do a lot of moans. There you go. Poetry. Yeah. Like, there's your, there, can I just do that one? <laughs> got some bad news for you, buddy. Didn't get that one. Oh, boy. You got possibly the worst one you could have picked, which uh, is uh, warming my heart. You got Nathan Jones. Big, useless bastard, Nathan Jones, <laughs> is the person on a pole in a something on a pole match between two other random people. So you have to also come up with a reason why they would put Nathan Jones on a pole. You can use a forklift instead of a pole if you wish. I told oh. you. <laughs> I told you. Oh my, why do you do this to me? Why? I can't what believe what you is this? this one. You could have picked the dolphin one. <laughs> so just to recap oh, just to recap God. you have one minute to 
figure out a reason why two people would want to fight over Nathan Jones so badly that they would put him on top of a pole and or on a forklift. Bryce, do you want me to, to talk for a few minutes while you think? <laughs> Can you talk for like an hour? <laughs> I can, but I don't think people want to hear that. All right, so Nathan Jones is on a pole. All right, okay, right. I've I've no idea. I've got an idea in mind. I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but let's just find out. Let's just you can't, see what you happens. You can't change it in the middle and make him a poet. Don't don't you do yeah. that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> don't don't just do the poet one. You have to do what, this. Nathan Jones is on a po- poet match. Is that what it was? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Scotland and, and rustle your hair. <laughs> what do you think of that? Oh. All right. I'm gonna give you one minute. Are you ready? Absolutely not. But... Excellent. That's what I want to hear. I'm gonna count down from three, and then I'm gonna go, and you're gonna have one minute to tell everybody <laughs> why Nathan Jones is the person on a pole in a someone on a pole match between two other random people that you also have to explain. <laughs> Easy. Three. Three. <laughs> two point nine. Two, two, two. What's? Oh, wait. What's that over there? Let me, I'm just gonna go away for a second, Bryce. Oh, no, God. seriously. Okay, here we go. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, three, two, one. Get kayfabing. Okay, so th- I'm I'm gonna the two guys I'm gonna pick here are two kind of like um lower kind of like mid carder kind of smaller guys on the on the roster and like 2003 2004 when Nathan Jones is around. So let's for the sake of kayfabe and boiler, let's say it's uh, Billy Kidman and let's say it's fucking Carlito or something. And like these guys, they're, they're going out every night and, and they're losing matches because they're small guys and you know. They're just not not big enough to compete with the big boys kind of thing, you know. Okay. Um, so what what they're thinking is that uh, oh shit, like, uh, but they're both thinking at the same time. I need a fucking bodyguard, you know. And like, and, uh, there's, there's nothing that you know. I need some big guys, some big imposing guys to come out and help me win matches. So who who can it be? So at that same time, this guy who's just got out of fucking prison in Australia uh, happens to be debuting on SmackDown, and um, you know, and this guy is actually he's trying to um, he's trying to win a contract, and like he can't find any. He, he can't find anyone to give him a contract so essentially how it boils down to is that Billy Kidman and Carlito are thinking I won't use my bodyguard but um, you know you can only bodyguard for one person so they're going to have a match Carlito versus Billy Kidman <laughs> and Nathan Jones the big fucking six foot fucking monstrosity Nathan Jones is going to be on top of the pole and they have to um, release Nathan <laughs> Jones from the pole to win the match and then oh. he becomes their bodyguard so okay hey uh, yeah, a little over time, but you got there. You got there. I tell you what, dude. For for me throwing you two really fucking good curveballs, you came up with something really coherent, reasonable. <laughs> I mean, once you said it, I'm like, hey, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've literally like I've got like, a notepad down in front of me. I was jotting down ideas, which I usually do, but I've literally got Nathan Jones. I've got a little line, and then just big dude. So like that's all I've got. <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's exactly so that's what where, he is. That's where that story came from. <laughs> you nailed it. Inspired. I, I gotta say, dude, you did a pretty fucking good job with that one. Oh boy. I really thought you were gonna struggle with that. Yeah, I did. Anyway, that's uh, pretty much the show. So listen, guys, thank you very much for listening to the show and for listening to the past shows. We just want to say thank you. We really appreciate it. This is the end of season two. But we have some more good content coming up for you guys over the, the Christmas holiday. So don't worry about that. You're going to have your kayfabe. You're making kayfabe fix um, over Christmas. 
It's our little gift to you. And make sure to check out the t-shirts, of course, on Redbubble at, um, was it making cave? What was it? Redbubble? Making cave.redbubble.com. And like, uh, hi guys, um, just there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of things going to be coming up over the next month that we kind of need your help on. Firstly, we're, we're going to be sending out a survey for our podcast listeners. Uh, if you want to complete it early, uh, it's going to be in the episode description of this podcast, but you know, we're also going to be posting it on Twitter. But basically what it is, is to help us know what you guys want to hear. Um, you know, we're very keen to um, improve things here uh, even more for season three. And, and the best way to do that is by listening and, and acting on your feedback, guys. So uh, so please do fill out the survey if you get a chance. And um, also send us your suggestions. You know, Dylan and I are currently, uh, you know, building season three. We don't know exactly what we're going to do yet. We've got some ideas in mind. But, you know, what do you want to hear? Like like Dylan says, tweet us at Making Kayfabe and tell us. You know, which wrestler or faction uh, deserves a rebooking worthy of making kayfabe? You know, let us know, and who knows, uh, you might get your wish in season three. And, and I don't want to give anything away, but send us your kayfabe tombolas as well, and maybe they might be featured in a bonus episode coming soon. Uh, so remember, do, don't do it like Dylan. Give us four good names and four good situations. And, hey. uh, you know, don't. <laughs> I, we I know. Just... We I just, I just, like, I, I would have really, I would, I would have run away with that Nathan Jones poet once. So, like, that, that would have been like right up my alley, it being a poet. So, what if, uh, it, was, but... what if it was Reno as a dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not be able to do that. But yeah, guys, uh, DM us on Twitter or, or, or emails at making kayfabe. Uh, you know, four, four names, four situations, and um, you know, we're gonna make some kayfabe tumbles out of them, maybe. So yeah, we'll keep you updated about that. But yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of the end of season two and um, season three, um, you know season three is going to kick off in January nineteenth. But you know, like Dylan says, we're not going away. We've got some pretty cool content lined up for you over the kind of holiday season with uh, you know four four weekly bonus episodes. We'll still be active on Twitter. We'll still be checking our emails. So you know, get in touch. But from the bottom of our heart, um, you know, K Fabers, um, I suppose you're known collectively now, like. 2020 has been like a it's been a fucking awful year for all of us on planet earth but for dylan and i like you guys genuinely have made it better for us you know it, it means the world says that you're listening to our rebookings uh you know week to week and uh yeah we hope to see you back in season three we've got some some big fucking things planned and you know some of the most commonly asked what ifs in wrestling um you know such as maybe NWO part two, mm. or, <laughs> or or even a. Well, tell you what, here's a here's a here's a spoiler. Maybe shouldn't give out, but let's say uh, maybe a much requested heel turn. So there we go. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything else, but you know, much requested heel turn. Maybe that will feature in season three. But hey, no, honestly, guys, um, like thank you for checking us out. Thank you for sticking with us. We have got some big things planned for season three. So we'll see you uh, over the next few weeks for some bonus episodes, and then we'll see you back on January nineteenth for the kickoff of season three of Making Kayfabe. Cheers, folks. Much love. We love you.